Hello there. Welcome to episode 216 of From Paper to People. My name is Carolyn Neelachlan and I am your hostess with the mostest. This is one that's coming just off the top of my head and if I had to give it a title I guess I would be talking about reparational genealogy for the individual in 2020. One quick thing first, I want to thank Melissa McPherson for joining the Patreon army and becoming a patron at the branches level. Very cool of her. She said that, among other things, she really likes the family cookbook recipes, which is good for me to hear, because I'm never sure if I'm just the only one enjoying those or what. She has apparently made a cookbook of persimmon recipes with her grandmother. So let's all work together to try to get her to come on to the podcast. Maybe we can egg her on from the group or on Twitter or someplace else, but let's get her on and maybe she will reveal some secrets to us and tell some backstory and give us a recipe. There's a lot going through my head right now because it's the end of the year and I feel like there are so many things that I haven't gotten done yet, so many things I haven't been able to get up into the podcast yet, and so I may be popping in more often than once a week with with the various kinds of uh, various kinds of episodes. I hope I'm not because I don't want to overwhelm you. I would rather space it out and do better that way. But this is something that's been in my mind, specifically this, for, I don't know, a couple of months. And I haven't quite known how to incorporate it into other things I was thinking about or talking about. So we're just going to talk about it today. It's very simple. People come to me via email, via message on Patreon, wherever, fairly often. And what they ask me is, well, how is it that I can do reparational genealogy on my own? What would you consider reparational in my work? And they ask me, you know, all these related kinds of questions. And I feel like I never have a very good answer for them. Um, I tell them things like, well, join me and the reparational genealogy project and you can work on trees for people who were lynched or for people in the black community who were never known or acknowledged by the white community and who deserve to have their names lifted up and to have their information available on family search for all to see and to know about. But, you know, for a lot of people, that's not really a significant answer in terms of what they're doing. I think that what most people are doing right now who are white, who have ancestors who were enslavers is they're working on their own trees and they're coming across information that shows that their ancestors, either direct or ancillary, were enslavers and they don't know what to do with that information. Another one of the suggestions that I've made multiple times is, well, go on Facebook and join these groups like I've found my ancestors and slavers, or lost kin, or a lot of other organizations, groups, whatever, that are represented on Facebook, that are groups that are primarily Black in membership, but that do have some white members, or primarily people descended of enslaved people, but who have some descendants of enslavers in them. And that is a good place to put information. I'm not saying it isn't, but not everybody's on Facebook. So if you're not on Facebook and you don't necessarily have the time to give 
to the tree that I'm working on as well as your own, and you want to make your own information available, how do you do that? Social media. That's one way. But the best way, I think, blogging. Now, I've decided that starting in 2020, this is what I'm going to do, and I want to both invite and challenge you to do the same thing. I have a WordPress blog. You can get a free WordPress blog. You can get a blog with a whole lot of other different, I don't even know what the platforms are anymore because I just ignore them because I use WordPress and that's pretty much me. But there are so many ways that you can just create a blog and have it be your family history's blog. And there are so many family history blogs out there to read that you can get ideas about format from what it is that you read. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know how often per week or per month I'm going to be putting these posts out, but as regularly as I can, I'm going to start by catching up with all of the people in my tree whom I know and have proven to be enslavers. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a post about a person like George Penn. George Penn enslaved as many people as he had family members. I think he had 11 people in the house and he enslaved 11 people. And some of those enslaved persons came over with his wife when she married him. So that to me is very interesting and it's indicative of how enslavement worked. It's indicative of the process of, um, it's so weird. I mean, dowry, really? But yeah, how dowry kind of worked in the 18th and 19th centuries. And these people were named out in wills, where he willed his children property, including some of his enslaved persons. Um, so what I want to do is for George, make a blog post and give every bit of information I've got about him. In 1810, he's on the census living here. In 1820, he's on the census living here. And provide the images with credit to Ancestry, full credit, so that I don't get dinged for copyright violation. And just hope that I don't, in fact, get dinged for copyright violation. Hope that I do it right and that they're okay with that. And I guess we'll find out if this works. <laughs> but certainly to give the data and to give the hot link to the information so that others can go and see it and to provide everything I can in terms of names and dates and places and hashtags and keywords and all that kind of stuff so that when someone who is searching for an ancestor they know was enslaved by a pen or maybe even by George Penn specifically or by someone who's in the town or the county where George Penn lived at the time that he lived there, they can find this blog post with a simple Google search. And it will provide everything that they need without them having to go digging around in my ancestry tree, but also with a hot link to my ancestry tree itself, because my ancestry tree is public, except for those brief periods when I go in and I try to clean up a lot of the messes that I made when I made the tree early, you know, back in the early days when I believed that everybody who was on Ancestry actually knew what they were doing. <laughs> Silly me. So this is what I'm going to do. 
And this is how I'm going to make all of the information that I have available. It's not going to happen immediately, but it's going to happen over time. So far, all of the posts on my blog, really, since January 3rd of 2018, have been podcast episodes. So now there's going to be a mix. And if you're listening and you're doing research on your tree and you're descended of enslaved persons, please go to my blog at ancestorsalivegenealogy.com and subscribe because you never can tell when a family name or a place or a time is going to come through in one of my posts and it's going to be helpful to you. And I suggest that for anybody who's doing any research on any of their enslaved ancestors. Now, this isn't new. I'm not like massively creative for coming up with this. This is something that works and other people have proven it. I'm simply putting myself in that place as well now because I'm already working on a lot of trees for people who are descended of enslaved persons. I'm working on trees for people who were lynched. I'm working on trees for people who are famous at African-American who were ignored by white culture. I'm also working on another uh, aspect of the Reparational Genealogy Project. There's another family of trees in there, and that is people who were African-American and who were mm, maybe put to death by the judicial system, and it was later proven that they were innocent, or who simply died a terrible death, who had some kind of horrible tragedy in their lives. I know that it sounds macabre, but there's actually a point to this. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say in this work, Black Lives Matter. That's the point. Their lives and their tragedies matter just as much as my families do. And they deserve to be on family search and available for family members to be able to find. And that's the point of the Reparational Genealogy Project. And that's the point of everything that I do on pretty much a daily basis. I'm not very much uh, into looking at or working on my own tree right now. So now what I'm going to be doing in 2020 is jumping between the two. I'll be working on aspects of my tree for myself and aspects of my tree in order to be able to get all of that. Here's an enslaver. Let's get his information or her information fully fleshed out in a single blog post and then make that available to the world. If you want to work on the Reparational Genealogy Project, all you have to do is first things, if you can, join the Facebook group. But second, message me somehow. Message me through the contact form at ancestorsalivegenealogy.com or go to my Facebook page or send me an email, ancestorsalivegenealogy at gmail.com. You can leave a message on any of the platforms that carry my podcast. You can contact me pretty much in a bajillion ways. You can also tweet at me, which is uh, what? At Ancestors Alive. Let me know that you're interested in working on it. And what we'll do is we'll get you onto my blog. There is a whole platform for conversations 
and for posts and everything like that. And that's where we're coordinating. I've been slow to get that going and I've been doing most of the research myself, but really I want to get other folks involved as well. And I want to continue to increase the number of people who are involved and interested in working on researching these various trees. So that's pretty much what I'm thinking about right now. Reparational genealogy, how we can carry it forward into 2020, making information available from people who are descended of enslavers to people who are descended of enslaved persons, making the world a better place, making 2020 a place about success in making connections and in building community. That's pretty much everything that was on my mind. So that's that. Please consider your place in this. And in the meantime, do your research. Don't be a Jeffrey. And above all, expect surprises.